Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. This is Suzanne Knabe-Nicole from Police Science Doctor with your weekly dose of police science snippets. Police science snippets are essentially bits of research that has mostly recently been published that I hope will be useful, practical and applicable to you in some way right away. A lot of research is very abstract or very specific or about methodology. And I try to find the bits that can actually be used by law enforcement workers such as yourselves around the world. And for that, I extract those three snippets per week. Everybody who's on the Police Science Doctor email list, which is free, gets them delivered into the inbox every Tuesday. And you can sign up for that very easily by Googling Police Science. Go to Police Science Doctor and enter your details into the form that pops up, or you find it at the bottom of each page. And then you'll get these into your inbox as well, and you get access to all the previous snippets as well. And there's a library of 143 now as PDFs. So you can download them all. And then after I've sent them, I also come online um, on these platforms and speak to you about these and try to put them into context if possible. If you hear some squeaking in the background, that's just the guinea pigs, nothing to worry about. Uh, the first snippet for this week is about assisted desistance. Incarceration increases the risk of recidivism and exposes individuals to a range of criminogenic factors. Organizations and institutions should aim for assisted desistance aiming to reduce criminogenic elements and supporting individuals in their desistance. So looking at exactly what are actually factors that can contribute to reoffending or to generating crime and helping prisoners and um, those who have left the prison system to desist from those actively. Um, and in this research, a measuring tool for this practice has been developed. And this article is actually open access, which means everybody can read the entire article um, there's no restriction put on there by the publisher. The link to that research is in the email. The second snippet for this week is about the response to sexual assault, so how police respond to um, victims reporting sexual assault. Police play an important role for sexual assault victims seeking justice. However, police response has been highly criticized as less than optimal. A systematic review of police training interventions, so that means researchers got together, looked at everything that has been published about police training interventions, and they selected the pieces of research that are the most methodolog methodologically robust and therefore the most predictive of what they're actually looking at, and they selected only the highest quality and they looked at what they found overall. So it's a, it's a review of everything that's been published on the topic. So a systematic review of police training interventions and outcomes found consistent evidence that suggests that sexual assault police training can improve various police attitudes, knowledge and behaviours. So definitely something that's worth investing in. Again, this article is open access, which is great. So you can read the entire article that is linked to from the email. And the last snippet for this week is about fatherhood and reoffending. A study found that fathers who co-resided with a partner and children six months after release from prison were significantly less likely to be reconvicted 18 months after release than non-fathers or fathers who did not reside with a partner and children. So this is quite interesting. Um, I do wonder about the flip side. So it's, it's better in terms of reoffending rates for the offender or for the ex, you know, the, pre, the, the former offender. 
um, I wonder what the mental health outcomes are for the partner that he's living with or the children. This study obviously looked at one very important aspect um, and there are other sides to the story and I do wonder what they have to say. Um, in the email, I've also put some information about some events that are coming up. So the first one is from, they're all organized by the Society of Evidence-Based Policing, sometimes with partner organizations. The first one is on Friday, the 15th of September, Perspectives on Data Science in Policing. Um, that's a free event. Um, the second one is the Tuesday, the 26th of September, is doing data science in policing now. And this is actually an entire day in London. And then obviously we've got the SCBP conference. That's the Society of Evidence-Based Policing. Our annual conference is on the 9th and 10th of November at the College of Policing in Wrighton in England this week. So this is all in the email and I'll be sending out, um, I'll be publishing posts on that as well on social media. So you can all sign up for these events. And that was it for this week. Thank you very much for joining me on here and hopefully you will receive the email soon or have received it already. If not, sign up to it. And um, if you don't, if you don't like what you're getting, you can unsubscribe at any time. And I'll speak to you next week. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam, this is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.